Hey guys, it's Liv Bright on Instagram. You are listening to the Heroes of Cosmic Sanctuary podcast. Welcome to the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary podcast. This is your host, Scotty B. New to the cosplay scene on Instagram and TikTok, my next guest brings style and creativity in so many ways. Creating remarkable characterizations adds so much to the community in the scenes he portrays and in the cosplays he selects. Truly convincing characters, all well done. And each post shows the attention to detail and the passion for every creation. Please welcome. Canadian cosplayer and creator, Live Right Official, to the show. Thank you for having me. That was a wonderful intro. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for reaching out, first of all, to, uh, to be on the show. And um, I'm so glad that I saw a few of your lives recently. You do some amazing things with your, with just with the design and with wigs. Uh, just fantastic uh, work that you do. But uh, as we're getting started, I usually like to go kind of in the way back machine uh, and talk about your origins, Steve, and the, uh, you know, how you came up with Live Bright Official and your origin in cosplay. Yeah, so um, a while ago, I worked at a dinner theater and um, we used to perform as characters in the show. And I just wasn't satisfied with doing characters that I was creating. So I decided one day to do Drizella from Cinderella. <laughs> Everyone loved it. So I just continued doing characters like Flynn Rider and um, Mickey Mouse and, and things like that. And then I started diving into more like Harley Quinn-esque looks. And then the dinner theater was like, maybe don't do that. <laughs> so I was like, maybe I'll reach out to a photographer that I know and see if I can do some, some photos there. And I just fell in love with the whole thing. So I started doing Harley Quinn and that picked up really quickly. Like a lot of people really liked the Harley Quinn. So I went into um, Wonder Woman, which hit off even more. And just from there, it's just been characters that inspire me in my life. Yes. And um, I think you uh, worked with a photographer by the name of Corey Hicks. Yeah, and you you shot with him uh you shot harley and wonder woman and you did uh chucky as well with him tell me tell me about your shoots with Corey, and you know just uh what are some of the more important things that you could tell maybe other cosplayers about preparing for a photo shoot yeah so uh cory hicks i knew him from the dinner theater he used to do shows there and um when you go to a few uh photo shoot with Corey hicks it is one of like the most magical experiences like he's so passionate about photography and so passionate about getting the best photo for you. Um, he's just he's just there to make sure that you succeed. Uh, for me, it was my first time doing a cosplay shoot when I had Harley, so I wasn't really sure what to do. <laughs> so I just kind of showed up with like all the costumes. I didn't have my makeup on already, which is like a huge no-no. <laughs> if you're doing, especially for me, I, it takes me two and a half hours to get ready. So definitely have your makeup on before you go to the photo shoot. Uh, but Corey was super awesome, let me, take as much time as I needed to put my makeup on. And that day we did, I think five characters in a day. And that was a lot. We shot for like eight hours. Wow, that's a full day. Um, yeah. That's a lot of, that's a lot of changes too. For, yeah, we for started a uh, with Harleen and then we went to Harley Quinn. We had Joker there as well. So we had to get him into the makeup as well. And then we did Betty Boop, we did Elsa and Anna, and then 
you cut it for the day. So lots of characters, lots of shoots. But um, but yeah, for any cosplayer doing a photo shoot, I would 100% suggest checking everything the night before. Make sure you have everything in your suitcases. Make sure you have your makeup done before you get there because you don't want to waste the photographer's time. Luckily, he was really great friends with me. I knew him for like four years before that. So he was super chill, but definitely have your stuff together because you don't want to piss off the photographer. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, but it certainly it's very apparent that you did have some pretty good chemistry, not just with the photographer, but also with Joker. I've looked at those uh, photos and the stills that you've put up on your Instagram, very cool, very amazing. And just a lot of intensity in, in what you did. Really can't tell that it was one of your first shoots at yeah. all. Yeah, it was one of my first shoots, but like everybody there was like really great friends with me. They all done shows at Jubilations that I knew from years ago. So um, the guy, Jeff, who did the Joker, he doesn't do a lot of cosplays, but I thought he'd be perfect for the Joker. He has great characterization. Um, and he like he's been doing uh, photo shoots and acting for years. So I thought he was a great person to do that with for the first time. And he just made me feel so comfortable. And it was a little nerve wracking, but ultimately like, go in and do it and have fun and like that's exactly what we did we had lots of fun and I didn't let anything stand in my way of getting the perfect shot and those ones that I just posted on Instagram of Harleen and Joker were like one of my favorite ones and it just yeah they are they're so so good and you know it's uh it's it's interesting you may it's just a lot of discipline as well that you put into what you create and just spending all the time that you do make up and not getting frustrated seemingly from from all of the work that goes into it uh really you do have a talent for sure for for makeup for wigs for the whole process uh would you like to talk about how you transform into your character and if you do have any tips for makeup that you've learned as you've gone yeah, so um, before my before I decide on a character, I like to research them, research if they're a live action character, research what um, actress or actor played them, um, get a little backstory on how they got into the character and kind of put that on. But uh, when I actually sit down in front of the mirror with all my makeup, um, I print off like six or seven photos of the character on all sides. And I study them for a bit, trying to figure out, you know, like with Umbridge is the best example because it took a lot for me to look that old. <laughs> um, I definitely looked at every single wrinkle that she had, every single placement of the wrinkle, and I definitely tried to contour and highlight um, as much as I could to make it look as perfect as I could. Um, for people that are first starting out with makeup, I would just suggest trying every single thing, watch a bunch of YouTube videos. That's what I did, and I was not good when I first started. <laughs> I looked horrible, but that's, I mean, everyone has to get there. Everyone has to try the wrong shade of foundation. Everyone has to try the wrong lip color or um, contour the wrong places. But once you kind of figure out what works for your face, um, it's all uphill from there. And that's exactly what I did is once I found out the shape that I like my face to look, um, it, take, it took me like three hours to get ready for my first photo shoot. And now it takes me like an hour and a half, two hours if I'm lazy and just wanna talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if we get distracted, it does take a little bit longer to get everything together. Uh, but it does come in handy when you're on, like if you're going to a con, and you know, space is limited, time is also limited. Once you get it down, it, it can really work to your advantage, I think. 100%, yeah, the, uh, the cons are fun, especially if you're doing more than one character. I could never do that. I, um, I spend way too much time in the morning to do my own. So it's really fun to see people that do like two or three in a day. And I'm like, wow, props, props to yes. you. <laughs> That's a lot. And now you've also mentioned that you uh, you worked in theater prior to getting into cosplay. 
Uh, but I guess my question would be for you is, do you find that the, the theory and performance segued into cosplay or would you, uh, would you see it more as getting into cosplay first and then maybe moving into other things like theater or acting or modeling? Yeah, I've done, I've done theater since I was like five years old. Um, my brother did it and I look up to my brother so much. So I want to do everything that he did. So when he got into theater, I wanted to immediately get into theater. So I was doing theater from the age of five. I did a TV show pilot in Toronto when I was like 10 years old. I just started, like I kind of faded out of that and started just focusing on school. And then when I graduated school, I started working at the dinner theater. And then I just fell back in love with theater. And then I kind of got into cosplay from there, obviously being five years old, I did like Halloween and loved that. <laughs> um, but uh, never thought that as a grown adult, I would be doing Halloween every day. <laughs> Yes, and I think as a cosplayer, generally you fall in love with, with Halloween. That's kind of where you start, but it does it does uh, get a little bit more intense than that. And I think Halloween really spooky season. And uh, now that we're coming out of that and getting into the holidays, it does get uh, I guess I get a little bit sad just because there's such a long way to go. First, just for cons coming back, and then you know to get back into that season where you just have that more energy about getting into doing more cosplays and just being more active with the cosplay community. It's been really tough to kind of keep all that energy up, especially with, you know, the colder weather and uh, no cons, nothing going on. Yeah, it's definitely, it was definitely hard when we got the announcement that our cons are being shut down, but um, I understand why and to keep everyone safe. Halloween was super fun and really awesome. I got to do an updated Chucky for Halloween, which was super amazing. Um, since the first Chucky I did was in 2016, I think. Um, and then this one was this year. So I really like seeing the difference between my makeups and seeing what I do differently. I care less now about looking beautiful and stunning in drag and I care more about looking spooky almost. <laughs> I like that shock factor of when people see me for the first time. Who knows when cons are gonna come back? <laughs> Hopefully soon, fingers crossed, because I miss them a lot. Yes, it's, uh, it's such a great, I mean, it's just such a great community. You meet so many interesting people and of course you share a lot of common ground with them so it's just a fun place to be and it's just too bad that all these things are going on in the world right now kind of taking us away from that scene uh, but uh, if I can ask you um, a question about um, cosplays really in general what what's been your favorite so far and are there any coming up in 2021 that you're really looking forward to doing yeah so um, my favorite that I've done I always say like my favorite is like the one that I just did because I researched them so much and I fall in love with the character a lot. Um, I usually stick to the female characters um, and really doing that like I always find characters that I either relate to or that I look up to um, like Harley Quinn. I love how independent she can be <laughs> and uh, Morticia and all that all those characters um, coming up in 2021. I have a lot. Um, we just went on another lockdown here in Calgary. So um, I have four weeks off of work, so I'm going to be focusing on doing all of that. Um, I've had a lot of requests to do Disney villains, and a lot of requests to do WWE superstars. So I'm definitely working on all that. I'm still working on my Daphne cosplay from like three weeks ago, but <laughs> it's coming. It's almost done. Almost. Well, we do look forward to seeing that. I mean, again, the the level of just energy and characterization, just fantastic. Every single one that you put out. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like you're outdoing yourself every single time. So really appreciate all of the effort and just the work that you put into to the details. It's fantastic. 
Uh, one that stands out to me in particular was actually your version of Elsa that you did. You did, uh, I think it was an Elsa and a team up that you did for a shoot and um, really just fantastic. It was a great, uh, great set of photos that came out. And I know that you're, you're a fan of Disney. It's a big part of your life. And can we, can we anticipate more Disney characters coming soon? And what kind of direction do you think you'd be going with them in terms of creating the characters? Yeah, so um, yeah, Disney's a huge part of my life. Uh, ever since I was a child, I have two Disney tattoos. So that's fun. You can, I think you can see them in most of my tattoos. I love Disney so much. And uh, I've done Elsa, of course, which is again, like one of my favorites. The makeup for that turned out super well. So I was really excited about that. Um, I did Ian from Onward. And I, yeah, I'm doing, I'm going to do a whole series of Disney villains after their death. So I really want to incorporate more of like my special effects makeup that I can do. So I want to do three or four Disney villains like right after their death. So right after like Ursula gets stabbed through the chest and Cruella de Vil if she got killed by puppies, um, all that jazz. So that's definitely what I want to focus on for the new year. I, I like the Cruella de Vil idea. I used to I used to torture my sister by playing that song over and over with her, and um, yes, it would be it would just be fun to see in kind of that what if situation where yeah, she just true. gets she just gets attacked by dogs. But yeah. um, the first cosplays I ever did um, at Comic Con like six years ago, I think it was a male cosplay. I went to my hairdresser and I said I want the front part of my hair blonde and the rest black, and she was like sure <laughs> and uh and i did that for like a day and then after that i was like i need my hair to go back to being one color please oh yeah it's uh, i mean it's a child when you when you're not using a wig it can be really challenging i think uh yeah. <laughs> just in general uh, but stylizing the wigs again everything has been so awesome that you've put together i do want to know uh have you ever considered and we don't uh we don't talk about it too much on the show but i think we we should i've had a few uh, guests that have been uh competitive in cosplay is that something that would interest you at all or have you been a competitive cosplayer um no like i like i'm a competitive person so that probably will be why i'm not going to do it <laughs> um for me like cosplay is like an art form and i don't like i don't think that like art should be um, judged or looked at um, negatively or positively. I think that it's all in the eye of whoever's seeing it. Um, so for that, like, I'll always go support cosplayers and support their art. I just don't like seeing people get down because they lost to a, to somebody else, even though that their cosplay was really great. It's all in the eye of who is judging them, I think. So I don't think so. I'm also, like I said, super competitive. <laughs> so I get like, I get super angry if I don't win. <laughs> Yep. And yeah, there it is. Um, sometimes there are head scratchers in, in competitions where you're like, well, wait a minute. I mean, you can just tell how much work somebody put in. It's just like this huge build. It's got all of these, you know, just different things going on. And then something really simple ends up winning and you're like, what happened? So yeah, it's, it's very subjective. Um, it can be, you know, different every single day, every single time, but um, yes, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm glad you're competitive. I think it really, really comes out in, in the work that you do. It's awesome. I, I work really hard on what I do to be the best that I can be. So I always compete with myself about what, what I can do next and what can, what I can do better. That's like, I never really look at my old Instagram posts or posts that I've just posted because I get like, I'm like, oh, I should have done this differently or this differently. 
So I like to just post it and leave it. <laughs> I know uh, some people like to go back and maybe even delete things. And I think it, it really, um, if you do look back, it kind of shows you just how much that you've been, you know, that you've progressed or that you've learned and grown as time has gone on. Um, that's kind of how I, I look at things for myself is, you know, podcast number one versus now, uh, you know, everybody always goes back to the first one that listens to it. I don't know why they do it, but it just, <laughs> there's, there's so much, uh, there's so much that I would have changed back then uh, versus what I do now and just how everything has evolved and just watching the same thing happen with cosplayers to see them, you know, over time, just achieve more and more and more and get more comfortable with how they're putting things together. And it really, yes, it just, it's a celebration of art. And I also um, emphasize on the show that cosplay is for everyone. And really as a, as a point of discussion, I guess I'd like to talk to you a bit about um, cosplays being quote unquote off limits um, really, I think the, the, the cosplay community should be about anti-bullying and encouraging others to express themselves and that there really aren't any limits to what you can create. And I just wanted to see what your take is on that whole scene in cosplay. Like, what, um, are there really any boundaries or do you, do you like pushing boundaries with cosplay? Yeah, so I'm a I'm a six foot tall man, <laughs> um, and uh, and I work out six days a week. <laughs> um, so for me, doing characters like Harley Quinn and Morticia and Chucky as a girl, like definitely is pushing the boundaries a lot. So like I I think that like it is an art form, and for those reasons, like art can be done by anybody at any point ever really. Um, so I don't think that there should ever be anybody that says that you can't do a certain character because of X, Y, and Z. Like, just do any character that you want to, as long as you're being respectful to the character and being respectful to the race or gender or um, or sexual orientation of the character. Um, that's all that really matters. And then um, do any character that you want to. I mean, I do it every day. <laughs> I do guys. I do girls. I do I do guys as girls. I do girls as guys. So... I'm a great example that like, it doesn't matter what you want to do, just as long as you have the dedication to do it and you're being respectful, just go do it. <laughs> have fun. Absolutely. And cosplay is definitely about fun. Just, you know, experiment with, with different things, you know, try things out, get started, get going and learn as you go. Really. It's, it's a good way to learn how to do a lot of different things with fabrics, with makeup, wigs, and yeah, you, you really, as long as you're being respectful to the character and to, to everything that's going on, you know, within that character, I think it's perfectly fine to really try anything you'd like to try. Yeah, 100%. Uh, go and check out Live Bright. And when you see him go live, um, you know, be sure that you hang out there because you're going to learn something about what he's doing. And really, he's just, you're, you're very open to, to questions and you're very good at explaining what you're doing. So, and really just um, like to get a good visual on um, how to make something. I think it's really just um, a cool space to be in. So if you can check him out and you have the time, you happen to be there when he's on, go for yeah. it. I, and if I'm on for like two hours <laughs> doing my makeup or whatever. And yeah, like I like to answer any questions, um, let alone drag or let alone cosplay, but like in drag too, like 
I like to support new drag artists, new cosplayers, anything like that. So if anyone ever has questions, I always find that the bigger the community gets, the better we're all going to be. Kind of in the competitive sense, the more cosplayers there are, the better you're going to want to be and the better they're going to want to be. So like, why not lift up the drag community and the cosplay community and really just like help everybody? Um, so I'm always, I'm on Instagram like 18 hours a day. So if anybody ever has questions, um, they can always message me as well and I'll answer any questions or do a live about it because sometimes people ask me outrageous questions and I have to do a live because it's too long to explain over text. <laughs> yes, well, and we really do appreciate that you take so much time and effort with people inside of the community, helping people out, of course, with the, with the drag community as well. And uh, not to mesh the two together, there are definitely some distinct differences, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, you know, be, uh, the, there, are, there are things that overlap, of course, uh, but to, to respect the craft of the, you know, the uh, going with drag or going with cosplay, but you can get answers for both from LeBright. He is a wealth of knowledge for sure. Um, I do have a question that I ask all of my guests as I get towards the end of the show, and it is the same question for everyone, so I will give it to you here. What do you feel that cosplay impacts within yourself? Cosplay for me, like, it just, when I'm in cosplay and I'm, I'm embodying a character, it, like, really builds my confidence. Um, when I was little, I was, like, super shy and timid little boy. Finding cosplay and finding other cosplayers and talking to them, it really helps build my confidence in in me in and out of cosplay and it really just helps me better understand myself um, and learning who I am as well as um, just who I am as an artist. Yes you really can use cosplay for discovery to explore strengths to find weaknesses I mean it's just it's a really fun place to be and yes there is a lot of uh, things that internally can build your confidence. So I'm um, so thank you so much for, for sharing that. Where can we find you and how can we support you online, Steve? Yeah, so um, on my Instagram, LiveBrightOfficial is the best place to find me at. Um, I'm trying to start my TikTok, but now that I have more time, I'll be on there. I believe it's typical Steven. I haven't changed it yet. Um, but yeah, you can find me mainly on Instagram. I'm on Instagram Live pretty much every day. So find me there, live underscore bright underscore official. Yes, it's live bright official. We will have links for everything in the show notes. So please do like, comment, follow, and be sure to find everything that he will be coming out with in the future. Very exciting. Very just thank you so much again for being on the show today, Steve. I, I really appreciate it. I appreciate your insights. And I look forward again to what you will be doing in the near future and just as as we all kind of continue on our path in cosplay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm so excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. 2021 is going to be a lot better. <laughs> yes, I sure hope so. I uh, really want more and there's definitely going to be a lot more on the show for sure in 2021. And yeah, looking forward to it. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks for having me. So that's all we have for you today, ladies and gentlemen. This is Scotty B for Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary Podcast. Bye-bye.